Welcome to Infinitely Rational, where we discuss the real eccentric and complex history of mathematics. Brought to you by Mathematical Expressions. I'm your host, Natalie, the resident math nerd. And I'm Kay, your researcher of weird things. In this episode, we'll answer the following questions. Does a lost ring spell certain doom? How can you tell if a job's not for you? What do either of these have to do with math? Let's find out. Welcome back. In our previous episode, we finished discussing Cardano's small illnesses. So this episode, we'll pick up with his actual serious illnesses. Let's jump right in. How's this for an opener? At two months, Cardano had the plague. Justifiably (laughs) categorized as serious, I think, right? (laughs) Yes, I would agree. The plague. Less seriously, from 7 to 12, he'd also get up at night and cry out. So I guess what, night terrorists? I guess so. Also, cancer. What? Well, indications of cancer when he was two. Okay, so so far we've had plague, night terrors, indications of cancer. Mm-hmm. Until he was 18, if he went out into the cold wind, he couldn't breathe. <laughs> And from then until he went, pretty much from when he would go to bed until midnight, specifically midnight. midnight. Yeah, really important to know. He was never warm from his knees down. Dun, dun, dun. Same, though. I'm always cold. (laughs) Well, this fact, this one fact made his mother think he wouldn't make it. He would die early. So forget the plague, forget everything. This is the one that made her go, well, we're probably going to lose another one. His feet are cold at night. Yep, this is the one that breaks the camel's back for her. (laughs) Anyway, weirdly, even though his legs were freezing, there were also times where... (laughs) I know I asked you to quote these, but I have to read this one. Do it. So where he became, quote, entirely drenched with a sweat so abundant and hot that those who were told of it could scarcely believe it. And this, again, is why I keep saying throughout all of these episodes (laughs) I've been asking, could you scarcely believe it? Because what is he going around? He's saying, listen, I sweated 120 ounces last night. Can you scarcely believe it? I mean... (laughs) Pretty much. Hey, you know, okay, look, there are always these people who are going to tell you more about themselves than you want to hear. That's true, that's true. About all their inappropriate ailments. Uh Uh-huh. Listeners... Some advice, right? (laughs) This is Kay's advice for the day. No one wants to know about your bodily functions at work. Not at the grocery store. Not at a movie. Not on a bus. While you cuss. Or on a train. In the rain. (laughs) Apply all green (laughs) eggs and ham situations here. Insert them here. Even family members don't want to hear it most of the time. They're just being polite. Anyway... I love how sensationally he phrases all of this, though. I really do want to write with that kind of confidence. Mm-hmm. Also, at 18, he had a very weird sickness that he doesn't name. For whatever reason. <laughs> he said he... So here's this illness, right? Mm-hmm. He went nearly three days without food, mm-hmm. spent the entire time wandering around the outskirts of town <laughs> and in people's gardens. Maybe he had his musical instruments. Uh- And when he returned home at night, he pretended he ate at a friend's house. I just cannot with this because he walks around for three (laughs) days and then he comes home and he was like, nah, fam, I was eating with my friend. Uh, Look, you've been to Italy. I have. Right? So authentic Italian dinners, do they last about three days? Oh, never less. (laughs) 
okay. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, I guess the first question when he walked in would be whoever's in there would be like, did you eat though? <laughs> that sounds authentic. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> so after wandering around for three days, supposedly eating at a friend's house, he had a fever and his heart palpitated. Uh-huh. So <sighs> then... I guess we'll just slap a warning on this episode right here. Now, there's probably going to be a lot of this you don't want to hear. If you're squeamish, you might want to turn off right now. So his heart palpitated. Yep. He was he had a fever, yep. right? So then he has something. It's actually called a carbuncle, which I think is a really fun word. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he had a carbuncle on him that burst. <laughs> And he describes it in disgusting detail, which I am not going to report here. And um, he also reports his his abundant sweating again, at that point. So again. this is all part of just one one instance of illness. So wandered around uh-huh. like some I don't know, like a vampire for three days, I guess, just just wandering around in people's gardens. Comes home after not eating all this time. Uh, has a fever. Has his heart palpitating and then has something burst on him yeah and then i guess he gets better after that and then he was tormented by a tragic passion so heroic (laughs) that he considered suicide this is a theme with mathematicians apparently this this tragic passion um or italians (laughs) <laughs> maybe not so much mathematicians so yeah he even even that even something that should be really depressing uh-huh. he just takes it to the umpteenth level it's just it's way too much i don't know why his tragic passion is so heroic or what is heroic about it but there you go anyway at 27 uh-huh. right he has what he calls double tertian fever Meaning he had it daily for seven days. Wait, but so I looked up tertian fever and didn't that mean every other day? Yes, but this is double tertian. So that means clearly every day. Double tertian. Why not just say daily? I don't. He does later. So I don't know. But for right now, it's double tertian. (laughs) Okay, got it. So remember he had gout before. Yep. But that was part of his small illness. Uh Uh-huh. Well, he lists gout again at 44, and this one is categorized as serious. You know why? You know how he said that he was b- like bitten by this small furry dog? Oh, Had yes. he been an old man, he would have died from oh. fright. So now he's old, so now it's serious. That's true. Because, okay, at 44, by the way, <laughs> listeners, do not get offended if you're over 40 and you hear, say, 44 and old. At that time, it would have been quite <laughs> old. <laughs> Remember, life expectancy, right? So... Serious gout at 44. At 54 or 55, it really depends what paragraph you're reading at the time. Or maybe he both. Possibly. uh, He had daily, daily fevers. Daily. (laughs) Double tertian. For 45 days. And at the worst part of these fevers, apparently, (laughs) guess what? What? He peed 120 ounces. No. Why no, is he keeping I track of don't this? understand his obsessive catalog- cataloging of urine. I just don't understand. It's like, I peed 120 ounces today. Not bad, not bad. Also, my elbow hurts. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not a doctor, so maybe this is an important thing to note at the time. But yeah, at the end of the book, it actually says he wrote four books, quote, 
on the urine. Why and though? Five books on the teeth. I'm by gonna the way. go ask my doctor friends about this because I, this is just this is intense. Have you read Cardano's On the Urine Volume Two? Here's my Christmas <laughs> present to you. Right. By the way, at 56, he had dysuria. So what is that? So we googled this because. I don't know why we didn't think about it because we know what like dyspepsia is, dyscalculia, dyslexia, all these things. If you think about the word and the structure of it, dysuria, for some reason, neither of us knew. Mm -hmm. But if you Google search it, it will confirm that it too is pee related. Of course it is. And he cured himself by fasting and then taking drops of pine gum. Sure. That's everybody's... Yeah, I mean, later... (laughs) In my medicine cabinet, pine gum. (laughs) Well, he also used things like unicorn horn. Yes. And pulverized gems to treat people. That's true. Gems like pearls and rubies and emeralds. You're not focusing on the unicorn horn. You're focusing on the gems. Okay, I got it. (laughs) Well, supposedly, I had to Google the unicorn horn, by the way, because I was like, is this a real thing? And you know, you and I talked about it and we thought maybe he's just like the other mathematicians hiding his ingredients with code words. No, apparently unicorn horn was something that was in a lot of it was an ingredient listed in a lot of um medicines at the time so when hagrid took harry to diagon alley mm-hmm. and he says go and buy your whatever it is mm-hmm. there's a good chance that that was in there yeah very possible real unicorn horn. yeah absolutely so in fact those were <laughs> apparently there was something called alcorn by the way and alcorn yes and so that is what they people would pass off as unicorn horns and they were given as gifts to like princes and things like what? that it was really bizarre i don't know because it's like everyone knew it wasn't real so i don't know why <laughs> they were treating it like it wasn't <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> that was a way aside. <laughs> Besides this is alchemic You're turning into ingredients. me. I'm so excited. I know. Well, I went down a lot of rabbit holes Same. with this because he used a lot of words and mm-hmm. phrases and also ingredients that... And also sometimes you just really got tired of reading about his bodily functions. And it was like, I'll just Google this random thing to get away from this. Right. I just need a break from the urine and teeth. So... <laughs> Anyway, so if this seems like a lot of sicknesses, Mm -hmm. it is. (laughs) Agree. In fact, uh, Cardano actually said, and I cannot believe this, it was his custom, Uh so a regular thing that he did, to when he was otherwise healthy, so wakes up in the morning, man, I'm healthy for once today. (laughs) Good for me. He would go out and get himself infected when when he was healthy so that he could study the sicknesses. Do you know... This I worry about scientists all the time and the funding and things like that because they get really invested in their in their whatever it is their research classic that doing. mad scientist right, situation. Right, right. So you know how in Rise of the Planet of the Apes, the one mm. with James Franco, mm-hmm. where like that project ran out of of money, and so yes. then he injected himself and or his dad injects himself rather, mm-hmm. and then what happens, right? So just right like, exactly. So that's this guy. Yeah, uh, and we've seen it. Oh man, it's a trope by now. I mean, it was I think in the Spider Man movies, Green goblin yes exactly correct correct cardano was the first Mm -hmm. to just throw himself in the way of diseases (laughs) just to see what would happen except Uh there was an exception here okay insomnia he was not cool with insomnia i like sleeping too yeah he was he you know he liked waking up late Mm -hmm. so he was not about the insomnia sleep until after eight right 
he also didn't like high places or <laughs> places where mad dogs had been seen. But <laughs> other other than those those three things, <laughs> everything else was pretty much free game. I think the small I mean, furry dog ruined it for him. But I too would like to avoid places where mad dogs have been. Fair enough. Fair enough, right? Cujo. <laughs> <laughs> We interrupt your regularly scheduled program for the following important public service announcement. Peer pressure is real. Social media and reality TV make it seem so cool. You want to spread it around, but just because your friends are doing it doesn't make it okay. Abstinence is the only true path when it comes to talking about your bodily functions. That new growth? The details of your recent stomach flu. Only you and your committed long-term doctor should share these intimate details. Not strangers at the supermarket, not followers on Twitter, not co-workers in the break room. And as for friends, friends don't let friends overshare. Remember, if it's gross, keep it close. This public service announcement paid for by the Come On Sun Coalition for Common Sense Courtesy. Beyond his beyond his illnesses, uh-huh. he also got involved in a number of accidents that are just, they're beyond comprehension. I got a good one. Tell me. Okay. So one time he nearly drowned in a lake. Okay. When his boat's sail was ripped. Uh, well, isn't that exaggerating a little bit? Because look, you, I mean, a sail ripping, you can, it's just a lake. Sure. However, a main mast broke. Okay, so his sail ripped and the main mast uh-huh. broke. But don't you have other masts? Also though. broke. <laughs> We're also, getting a little ridiculous here. Also, the rudder broke and two oars broke. Okay, because I was just going to say, at the very least, you could paddle <laughs> your way to the side, but clearly not. So, <laughs> so he managed to survive this uh-huh. somehow, right, right. narrowly. <laughs> by um, the skin of his teeth. S- oh, five books. <laughs> That is probably detailed in there. Okay. So this isn't the only instance where he had a a sort of a bad moment. So one day he's minding his own business, going into a gem shop, which, again, for the book of someone's life, he's he's out and about looking at gems a lot. For his medicines. Well, but it's amazing because the dude gambled a lot. And very often didn't have any money, but oh, he's always true. in gem shops looking at gem. Anyway, so he goes into a gem shop and promptly stumbles into what he describes as a pit. Does he mean like when I'm thinking a pit, you know, I'm thinking, what's that guy when you throw him in with the lions? The, like, Daniel was a Daniel. Yes. So you're like the pit and the pendulum kind of a pit. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean. When someone uses the word pit, that's the first thing I think. Right. But I guess it could have been like a pit in the floor. But he, the way he, the sensationalism he uses to describe it makes me think like, no, it's straight up as a whole. In fact, he says, why it was there, I have no idea. And I just thought, you didn't ask after you fell into it? Because I'd Wait. be furious if I fell into but a he, pit he in a he shop. He says he stumbled. Like, yeah. you think it's just a crack? I don't know. But then why would you say I had no idea why it was there? Well, it just happens. Things crack. This makes me believe that, <laughs> that it, it is was, a legit. Oh, yeah. Legit huge pit. Like you break your ankle falling yeah. in. Again, you, you've you been to Italy. 
Did you ever go into a shop and directly fall into a giant pit? I can say that I have not. Just not going to the right places. I, well, I didn't go to any. I didn't frequent any gem shops, in fairness. Uh, that is probably true. Okay. So, gem shop incident. You move on from that. Mm-hmm. Only He only moves on from that to find himself thrown from a craning <laughs> carriage. Luckily, he only broke a finger and hurt his arm. Well, that's good. Yeah. Probably, though, my favorite one. Mm-hmm. So, a dog one day. What is with these dogs? I don't know, but listen to this. This is great. So, a dog snapped at him one day. All right. Rude. Yeah. So, Tuesday, dog snaps at you. Okay. The next day. So, like Wednesday, another dog came running up to him while he was riding a mule. Okay. Okay. So, the dog leapt at him and managed barely to duck down. So, he he claims... That, like, again, right? He's riding his mule. Dog comes at him. He ducks right. down. Barely. He claims that the dog completely cleared him. Okay, so... I'm sorry. So, he he's riding a mule. Yep. Dog comes running up. Goes to snap at him. Yeah, yeah. He ducks. And the dog's... Weep! It's like a it's like the dog runner wily coyote situation. But then, so then that's not the whole thing, right? Oh. He, he runs over to this dude, this little kid, and he's like, "Hey, did you see that?" And the kid was like, "Oh my god, I know I did. It was so intense." <laughs> but it wasn't really. Part of me thinks the kid was just like, "Yeah, my face. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> it was the yeah. worst. It was. It, oh god, this guy again. He's in, so dramatic. In my head, though, this plays like such a Tex Avery cartoon. <laughs> I just <laughs> a lot of his life does, so it's easy to understand why you would feel that way (laughs) well you know that was very lucky in fact i think we've said he's been lucky multiple times guardian angel right so that's more than likely because of what he refers to as his his kind of predilection for predicting the future Mm -hmm. so he's he's very specific and says he's not into the occult but he does predict the future, and he is involved in several other weird... Also, don't forget Virgo and Mercury yeah, saved his life or whatever. astrological things. He, he, in fact, says that as a child, mm-hmm. he would see visions. To me, they sounded like imagination. He would, he would pretty much say, when I was laying in bed, waiting to get up, mm-hmm. right? Because he had to stay in bed for as long as he had to stay in bed. He got bored and imagined things. But, you know, who am he I to make that? He also had prophecies throughout his life, though. That's true. Although, again, again, he wasn't into the occult, though. No, Be no. very clear about that. No, no, he is very clear. In fact, he calls his prophecies, and I'm probably going to say this wrong, but I think he, pre-science. Is it pre-science or, like, prescience? Because... <laughs> prescience? Yeah. Like consciousness? Yes, like, like conscience. Prescience. <laughs> prescience. Let's call it that from now on, prescience. I want to say pre-science. That's what my brain says it is, so... I don't okay. know which one. Let's, let's talk about some of his amazing prophecies, shall we? Yay! Okay, fantastic. So, prophecy slash occult happening number one, mm-hmm. right? So... At one point, he's going through university, and he's walking through the halls, and a loose tile fell. Again, things falling Danger. on this guy. Will Robinson. Anyway, so... He needs that robot. <laughs> a loose tile fell, and it would have hit him if he hadn't decided at the last moment uh-huh. to cross onto another path because of snow. Close call. 
I wonder, I know that at the outset he said that this was, you know, all of his life events, but not just tumultuous. Right. I mean, but, you know, is this really autobiography worthy? I almost died. It's like, you know, it's like you call, like, say I would call my husband and I would be like, listen, guess what almost happened to me? And he's like, so nothing happened. Nothing happened, in other words. Well, I will say this much. I mean, that is the abridged version of that story. Again, not surprisingly, it also includes... Before the tile fell, he decided to stop and relieve himself oh on the wall. And then he decided to make the decision no. to cross to the other path. Why Did that fact is in there, there was no reason for it to be in there, which is why I wasn't going to include it. But then you had to go and say, was this autobiography worthy? <laughs> Nothing in this autobiography is autobiography worthy. You're it, right. You're right. You're right. All his facts are I almost died. Or I peed. Yes. Or I lost my teeth. Or I have a fever. <laughs> Okay, so this was not the only time he narrowly avoided disaster, Uh okay? What's another time? Okay, another time he decided for no reason whatsoever. So the other time was because of the snow, right? Uh Uh-huh. This time, for no reason whatsoever, he decided to cross the road. Mm -hmm. And as soon as he was on the other side, a massive cement fell from a cornice right where he would have been if he hadn't crossed. Listen, this guy is in Final Destination. Why are things... Okay, I'm sorry, but is everything just so shoddy there? Like, why Why are parts of buildings, cons- tiles, pieces of cement, stones, why are these all falling well, you know, off the top the, of these buildings? So, the Colosseum, people would go and they would pull bits of the building off mm-hmm. for their own house before oh, it was preserved. And so, you'll see, like, this bit of it that's, like, all torn up and, like... Oh, no. So, you know, who knows what... Maybe the building materials for this were... Who who can say? Who can say? <laughs> People I'm just no Italian historian. And then it would just fall over on whoever would pass by. So, but I got I got one better for you. It doesn't involve crossing the road? No, it does okay, not. Okay. And nor does it involve buildings. Okay, good. Okay. So, he was passing a large wagon. Okay. And he thought, what if it falls over? I do this all the time. Me too. <laughs> Like, I foresee this thing. I'm like, that's going to hurt me. Right. What if that person trips right now? Their stuff would go all over the place. Yeah, I do this all the time. So he paused. And guess what happened? Did it fall over? In front of him. No. Yes, it would have crushed him. It would have crushed him. Mm -hmm. He almost died again. Yeah. Wow. But see, this has happened to me at least once. You see that I am him reincarnated. I'm starting to believe it. I really am. Okay. So here's a... This is... (laughs) This is possibly one of my favorite stories about him. <laughs> Even though nothing happens in the story. Nothing Spoiler of alert. use happens. But it's just the way he tells it and the things he does. And he thinks it's completely okay. <laughs> so, okay. One night, uh-huh. he wakes up uh-huh. in the middle of the night at midnight. Okay. On June 6th. Ooh, 6-6. Six, six. Ooh, at midnight. So, he wakes up startled yeah, yeah. from his dreaming and he realizes that his sapphire ring mm-hmm. is missing fun fact sapphire is his birthstone there oh my gosh even more mm-hmm. meaning now mm-hmm. okay so i'll tell you how i know that later <laughs> this guy wakes up yep right ring is missing rather, my ring right, rather than <laughs> thank you rather than looking for it himself i can't find my ring myself 
he wakes up his servant to look for it. <laughs> and he, it doesn't even say he went and got his servant. So I must imagine he was yelling from his room. Or maybe room. he's got a bell or something. Perhaps. Like. But he wakes his servant up to look for it. So this guy looks for it and he goes, yeah, I can't find it. <laughs> and I imagine he's just tired it's midnight, it's midnight. He, here's this old guy again like oh, where's my ring <laughs> i i don't know i can't find it so cardano says well go get a torch of course it's dark that's yeah, why midnight. you can't see yeah. it right <laughs> anyway so the servant goes fine i'll go get a torch and he leaves for a second then he uh-huh. comes back and he goes yeah there's no fire anywhere i can't <laughs> Wait, there's no I, fire yeah i can't find a torch uh there's no fire <laughs> Clearly, the servant was just tired. He didn't want to look anymore. So he goes like, yeah, master, turns out no fire anywhere ever. I I went to the fire store and they ran out. So I guess we're just out of they luck. They don't know when they're going to get another shipment We'll in. have to look in the morning. Damn. Uh, <laughs> so Cardano promptly chews him out and makes him go look again for some fire. And so the servant comes back and of uh-huh. course surprise surprise he does have a torch this time (laughs) he managed to find some firestore wasn't out and weirdly once they have some (laughs) light in the room they find the ring where did they find it they found the ring directly under the middle of the bed (laughs) which in all fairness is probably one of the first places i would have looked had i realized my (laughs) ring had dropped off the first thing i'm gonna do is look Look around the room and if i don't see it i'm gonna look under my bed right anyway you know i read this and i thought as i was reading the way that cardano Mm -hmm. is describing this and at one point he's like oh my god how did it get here (laughs) and i was like oh god how did it get there and cardano swears that the only way this ring could have reached that particular spot was to have been thrown across the wall and bounced back under the bed like the rube goldberg of like ring rollings and that is the only way the two of you can fathom that that ring ended up under the bed like that (laughs) it's a ring it rolls (laughs) if it fell in the right way of course it rolled under the bed anyway after you said it then i realized it any fool could see you're so trusting (laughs) anyway he he can't divine any way it ended up where it is and he takes it as an omen Mm -hmm. that he should not leave the house that day why have i not thought to do this ever before well you really should pay attention since you are him and reincarnate right because i'm glad i've sold you on this (laughs) as it happened a group of people who really didn't like him and were plotting he thought to kill him sure uh apparently they were setting a trap up for him that day so they show up at his house in the morning after Uh the whole ring fiasco they show up they knock on his door and they say cardano come to this banquet we're gonna hold even though they know cardano never goes out to parties and cardano goes yeah no i'm not gonna go out i've i had a bad omen and i'm gonna stay home admiral akbar shows up and he's (laughs) like it's a trap right (laughs) anyway so certain facts lead cardano to believe they were trying to poison him Uh Uh, poison of course yep at this banquet so he doesn't go and clearly this omen or whatever it was saved his life I guess, but there's no real evidence that they were ever going to poison him in the first place. (laughs) But sure. But in fairness, the guy uses omens to remain home 
a lot. He does. I mean, a lot. Yes. It's like, can I do this? A blackbird is making noise. I can't come to work today. <laughs> I just, it's not safe. Someone will poison me. I love that. I want to use that. Me too. Whenever I have to, I can't come over today. Um, my ring fell under my bed. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely means I should stay in bed all day. It's too dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> also, you might poison me. Far too dangerous. <laughs> So in addition to these omens, he had kind of a superpower. Mm-hmm. So possibly the lamest superpower that's ever been. But he had an uncanny ability to make sure people and animals weren't hurt in his presence. Mm-hmm. So he proves this by saying that he was present in a lot of fights. I don't know why this dude is, he's sickly and he's roaming around. <laughs> he's a getting, vigilante. He, yeah, he said he wasn't fighting, but he happened to be present during a, lot, during a lot of brawls. Well, you know what it is, right? It's like, you know, in high school, two people start to fight and all of a sudden somebody fight, right, fight, fight, true. and they all gather. And he was always he's there. He's like, move, let me get in the front. He's right. like elbowing his way through. And whenever he was present at these fights, when uh-huh. he was in the crowd, I guess as a bystander, no one would be hurt. No blood would be spilt. And even when he went on hunting parties, you know, where I guess they're in their red coats and they're hunting the fox. Of you, course. hello. Right. <laughs> that was not this time period, but sure. <laughs> Even when he went on hunting parties, the animals they were hunting wouldn't be hurt. Except, I guess, you know, there's a story we're going to tell. Mm-hmm. But except, I guess, whenever, except for that thing, which I don't want to spoil yet. But <laughs> only in instances where it was a voluntary injury or apparently a public punishment, like his son, was he unable to use his power, I guess. So any useful time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good to know. <laughs> or himself. Yes, because he was... It's just occurring to me now, all the tiles that fell on him and the cement from the stoop and whatever else, he got hurt plenty. He really did. The hammer when he fell down the stairs. Okay, so I guess it doesn't work on him. It only works on other people. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Worst superpower ever. Here's another fun omen that came his way. So he's offered a job Mm -hmm. in another place. Sure. And he didn't want to move I mean, at the moving time. moving is the worst, though. It, it really is. And so uh, the night comes where he has to send the messenger back with the news that he doesn't want the job, On right? midnight. Or <laughs> at midnight. <laughs> and so that night happens, and the house that he was staying in, his house, yeah. literally falls down around him. What? Like the entire house? Okay, the all entire I'm, house. Listen, I'm imagining, like, the four walls, and they're just like... Falling. It's like the end of Poltergeist where like the house gets sucked <laughs> into the ground. Yeah, the whole house fell down except where his bed was, where he, his wife, and his kids were sleeping. So they made it out okay. Well, and, good for them. Yeah, and so they moved. What, what about the servants though? Like, but did no. they live? No, it says only the bed oh where he, his wife, and kids were staying. So he looked at that and went, well, I guess I'm supposed to. Now, fair enough. Yeah. If that happened to me, I would also see that as too much of a coincidence and say, yeah, I guess we have to take that new job. So, you know, after this happens, mm-hmm. the remember earlier in one of the episodes, we talked about his son, Jean Batista. Yes. And he married the chick. His horrible wife. Yeah. Okay. So the night before his son married that horrible woman, <laughs> he experienced his bed and whole room shaking. No. Even though none of his neighbors felt an earthquake. I don't believe it. You can scarcely believe it. 
You know, honestly, that's that's really not even that extreme uh-huh. because oh, you're gonna one up me. I now. am. I, I more than one up you. Two up. So his omens come to him a lot in bed now that I'm thinking about it. So the instance <laughs> I'm gonna tell you is. He had his bed burst into flames twice. What? Yeah, I Was did he a you. In there? I'm so excited. I did a you. I just out of nowhere dropped a crazy fact. You did. So Was he in the bed though? <laughs> Or was he like, well, guys, it's time for me to go to bed. And he'd walk in his room and it's like, fire. It it doesn't even say it just said his bed burst into flames twice. I mean, can you imagine like if he was in the bed and the bed burst into flames and he was fine? That would be a tale worth telling in his autobiography. Seriously. But yeah, anyway, so he took that as a sign that he shouldn't stay in Bologna. Mm, Fair enough. (laughs) Or get a new bed. (laughs) (laughs) Was it the same bed? That's a good question. His bed burst into flames twice it did say he got a new one and, and then, then that, that one, one yeah. that's true and he is detailed that's true yeah except for when we want the details right so you know so here's another one mm-hmm. a dog him and the dogs right <laughs> he just he cannot not get friends. away from he, these dogs as Erdish, a fascist dog right so true how many fascist dogs have we seen anyway so a dog <laughs> tore up his lectures like the original dog ate my homework Oh, wow. But this then caused him, he decided unexpectedly that he was going to give up public teaching after that, which I guess are related. But I wonder, could I get away with something like this? I cannot hold class today because my dog tore up my lecture. Also, I'm going to resign my post because this is a bad omen. That was like a little too far. (laughs) I'm just saying like, can't hold class today because my dog ate my homework. (laughs) No, you need to use it on your students is what you need to do. So when they come in and they say their dog ate their homework, what you need to say is, you need to leave this class right now. <laughs> this is a bad omen. <laughs> Just get out. Get Let me out tell you about Cardano. Before the whole building falls down around you. <laughs> you think that's bad? You have no idea what's coming for you right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> also, here's another one. This is another great one. Okay. I think you're going to love it. I'm excited. So we talked again about, you know, his son was, they cut off his hand and then he was beheaded. His favorite son. His favorite son. Yeah. So while grieving his son, mm-hmm. he had a dream. Oh yeah, where he was told to put an emerald necklace he had in his mouth. I know this one. Yes. So <laughs> the voice in his dream uh-huh. told him yeah, yeah. that by putting the necklace into his mouth, it would take away the thoughts of his son. So he did this. So it's like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind for a time. Yes, he did it except when he was lecturing or eating. So I guess life really sucked in those moments. Pretty much. Also, I love that there's a little (laughs) detail that says he questioned the spirit and he thought, what does this emerald have to do with forgetfulness? (laughs) And I thought, fair enough. That's a really good question. I would also ask it. That's the thing that he questions, though. (laughs) He wants you to see that he's actually a reasonable person at heart. Right. I, too, questioned it. But how, in the face of it working, could you not believe it? Anyway, these are just a few of the things that happen. But he, weirdly, again, his contradictory self, right? Uh You look at all these things... All these amazing omens that happened to him, right? And and near death experiences. Yes, final destination. 
But he says a lot of other strange things happened to him and they were not omens. So you really have to be careful when you're interpreting what is an omen and what is not an omen. So, for example, he says once a neighbor dog that never made any noise howled all night long. Oh, my God. And then once a raven attacked him and wouldn't let him go. Like, he attacked (laughs) his clothing and it would just not get away from him. Sidebar. (laughs) So, you know. Uh, nearby where we live, it's called the Livable Forest. Yes. And so my husband was listening on the radio one time and people were calling in and they were talking about the Livable Forest. And someone said, you know, I don't know about this Livable Forest because one time I was walking down the road and like this owl came down and it was like, <gasps> and it like attacked him. Oh my to gosh. which I was like, oh my God. You and the bird attacks. <laughs> it wasn't me though. <laughs> this is just like the vulture. <laughs> anyway i'm just like my bird attack number is one like i'm always one removed that's true keep it that way so anyway so now personally Uh i'm not one for omens but if a raven attacked me and would not get away besides being scared as heck i would also i would tend to believe you know because ravens right i would believe like maybe that is an omen um but he says no none of those were omens and like the weak mind you actually like ravens if you could have a pet raven you would you say they're friendly and probably probably but no i don't want a bird as a pet but yeah they're kind of gross but um (laughs) anyway 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 he says (laughs) that um to be careful of correlation versus causation. Oh, look at him being so scientific being about yeah, this now. Uh-huh. And so he notes one instance where birds were chattering mm-hmm. and seemed to announce the arrival of a guest. Oh. Mm-hmm. But he says that wasn't really an omen. Why not? I don't know. I guess. Because nothing happened. Right. So that's why. You can't. The do- barking dogs, the raven attacking, the chattering birds. They're not omens because nothing happened. <laughs> and the other ones are omens because something did happen. Gotcha. But you know, I have known people in my life. Mm-hmm. Some of them are very near and dear to my heart. <laughs> and they are the same way. They're are like, they? yeah, they're like, this bird, this bird is making noise. Watch, someone's going to come to the door. You, you watch. Yeah. And so. It's yeah. just a superstition kind of a thing. Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> well, he definitely, I mean, he makes that distinct, uh, distinction rather. What's weird is though. He always seems to predict it right. He knows when it's an omen and when it's not an omen. But I guess After hindsight, yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. I knew that was an omen. So <laughs> anyway, so towards the end of the book, uh-huh. way, way, many hundreds of pages later, after many <laughs> cataloged long, illnesses, y'all. yes, long. he says he's thus far discussed himself as an ordinary human being. Y- yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please keep in mind by this point, he said he has visions, prophecies, mm-hmm. extraordinary luck, that w- <laughs> that weird no one gets hurt superpower he has, uh-huh. all his illnesses. And indeed, how many times he said people could scarcely believe it. Scarcely how many times? believe. And all of his near-death experiences. Mm-hmm. And then he says, mm-hmm. now it's time for... For us to know the really weird stuff about To him. get real deep in yeah. the weirdness. So from, and he's specific about this, from 1526 mm-hmm. to 1568. <laughs> so think about that most of his life. Yeah. He 42 knew, years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, that's, yeah, it is 42. Yeah. yeah. So he knew when people were talking about him. <laughs> because he would hear a murmuring sound in his ear. Okay. So, so wait, though, it gets better. Okay. Because if it was good, it was in the right ear. Oh. But if it was bad, 
left. Oh, Sinistra. left. Sinestra. Sinistra. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Tie-in. And then <laughs> it stopped as suddenly as it started. It just went away. Just gone. Amazing. Mysterious. It is so... I could scarcely believe it. <laughs> really, honestly, scarcely believe. You can scarcely believe it. Yes. So that's the really weird stuff about him. Yeah. And so... <laughs> Next time, what we are going to talk about is some of the actual work that he did. Because he wasn't only being sick and avoiding death. He also did some real work. And it was that also is a fascinating story. (laughs) So join us next time and we will talk about that. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Infinitely Irrational. For more fun, the research, and math behind this episode, visit us on the web at www.infinitelyirrational.com. This episode was edited by Mathematical Expressions. This episode was written and narrated by Mathematical Expressions and Kay. Research for this episode was compiled by Kay. See you next time!